Tonight, Batwoman jumps ship, Sony makes a jackpot, and some thoughts on comic distribution. All that and more on the comic book edition of Multiverse Tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 79 of Multiverse Tonight, the uh, comic book edition. And, uh, well, we're just uh, almost 20 episodes of uh, Multiverse Tonight away from episode 100. So that's that's there. But uh, I want to start off tonight with uh, with some thoughts. Um, I've been having a lot of thoughts lately about the problem that comic books have today. Um, mainly that they're hard to find. Un- unless you happen to have a comic book shop in your area, you know, where you know, where do you go? You know, when I was a, you know, let me tell a story. When I was a kid, back in the 80s, yeah, I'm older than dirt. Uh, back in the 80s, you could buy comic books in grocery stores. Okay. Now there wasn't a huge selection, but there usually were a few titles. And uh, you know, I was I was a kid, I'd just, you know, seen gotten into Star Trek, and there in the comic books, on on the the one on the very front was uh, Star Trek annual number three. I believe this was like nineteen eighty eight. Or uh nineteen eighty six. I don't I can't I'm not for certain. Uh, Scotty's Scotty's first love. You know the true story of of of, of you know Scotty's romance with this this woman. But uh, you know that started me to have you know where I have uh, like nearly ten long boxes in the back of my house. But uh, back then, again, you could find comic books in you know. Easier places to, to find them. Now, as as time went on, magazines magazines got less importance. I mean, you can't even find Star Trek novels on a book stand anymore. You can't even find Star Trek novels at Walmart anymore. But uh, now you have to go to a comic book store really to get comic books, and. You know, those stores are disappearing. Why? Because you have to go to the store to get the, get the, get the stuff. You know, they need, you know, comic book distributors and comic book companies like DC and Marvel need to make them available almost everywhere. And they need to make it known that they're available almost everywhere. Now, I know you know, working at Walmart, there are some comic books there, but mainly that's those are back issues or something that's specially created for Walmart. And uh, they're also not in, like, convenient locations in the store. Uh, 
there are actually some new comic books that are back in the electronics section that look that that look interesting. They're they're an independent comic book, but you know they're not where the people are. You you have to basically stumble across it. Same thing with the DC and Marvel comics that Walmart have. You have to know that the one aisle in in the store in the front of the store where there are other customers checking out there are pokemon cards baseball cards and some comics so so here is here's here's what i propose um dc marvel image um smaller comic book companies take your comics take new comics and put and and send and send those through Anderson and the other other distributors to comic book stores, you know, some, and some of the bigger ones, you know, maybe the Kroger brands of of stores, uh, put a spinning rack in those stores, you know, you know, put put the old fashioned spinner rack back in those stores, and if if you're worried about the price point. Make sure that they're at all price points. You know, make sure that those dollar comic comics are there for for you know the young kids because you know the problem problem is you need the young the young ones to want to find the comics. Okay, it was me when I was a when I was ten or eleven years old finding those comics that interested me in collecting comics later in life, okay? You know, if, if, if comics are priced where only grown-ups can get them, if comic books can only be found where grown-ups have to drive to, well, they're going to die. They're going to become, you know, the, the eight-track of, of media. You know, they're going to become the Sears and Roebuck of media, the J.C. Penny of, of media, something that has has become so antiquated that can't change that, you know, they, it disappears entirely. And these characters, you know, will just disappear. Now, I know you're saying, what about digital? What about digital? What about digital? I, I, you know, if if you want people to uh, read comics digitally, you gotta make make people know that they're they're out there too. You gotta really hammer that home. You gotta put ads in front of every DC, Marvel, other comic book show that hey, if you like the Adventures of you know the Umbrella Academy, if you like Superman, if you like you know Flash. Etc. 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 Then, you know, type in this address, and here's a free comic. You know, and and uh, here's, you know, the entire back catalog. Explore the history. You know. Anyway, anyway, I'm I'm just going, going on and on, but I think I have a valid point. Let's get on with the DC Comics news. The CW's Batwoman series is now short one Batwoman, 
as actress Ruby Rose abruptly left the series after one season in the role. Now, the show has been renewed for a second season, and expect it's expected to return next January. But now we'll have to entirely recast that role. Uh, Ruby Rose, in a statement, said, quote, I have made the very difficult decision to not return to Batwoman next season. This was not a decision I made lightly, as I have the utmost respect for the cast, crew, and everyone involved with the show in both Vancouver and in Los Angeles, unquote. Now, she went on to say that she's very appreciative to Greg Berlanti, Shreg Schichter, and Caroline Dries for giving her that opportunity and uh, welcoming her to the DC Universe that they've created. She also went on to thank the uh, teams at Warner Brothers and the CW and, uh, she was, and that she was truly grateful. Now, Deadline reports that she was not happy during the filming of the first season, and her behavior on set made everyone else miserable too. So it sounds like this was the the best for all involved. You know, no one wants to be in a production where where the cast and crew, you know, just hate you know their lives. You know, you want a cat. You want your cast and crew to to be overjoyed that they get to play with with the with the Batwoman and the characters of Gotham City. Now, the other big DC news of the past couple of weeks was the announcement that not only does Zack Snyder's version of Justice League exist, but it will be released on HBO Max. Yeah, I know. The new version is getting the full backing of Warner Brothers Pictures, and they're providing Zack and his wife with the resources to properly get it done. Now, there are various reports saying that to complete such a task might cost between 20 and $30 million and might require some of the actors to return for some uh, ADR, additional dialogue recording. But nothing has been released or confirmed about that. Roger Greenblatt chairman of Warner Media Entertainment and direct-to-consumer relations, said in a statement, quote, Since I got here 14 months ago, the chant to hashtag release the Snyder Cut has been a daily drumbeat in our audiences and in our offices and inboxes. At the end of the day, it really is all about them, and we are beyond excited to be able to release Zack's ultimate vision of the, for this film in 2021. This could never have happened if it weren't for the hard work and combined efforts of the teams at HBO Max and Warner Brothers Pictures, unquote. Now, uh, Kevin Riley, Chief Content Officer at HBO Max, President of TNT, TBS, and True TV, added, quote, When Zack and Debbie shared the extraordinary vision of where Zack wants to take Justice League, my team and our counterparts at Warner Brothers took it as a mission to solve the many issues that stood in the way. Thanks to the partnership of Warner Brothers and the relentless pursuit of the entire Warner Max team, we are, we are we are able to deliver this incredibly exciting moment for Zach, the fans, and HBO Max. Unquote. So there you have it. You just have to wait till next year to uh, see if this was all worth it. Now, again, this this could be 
fantastic. This could be great. Or this could be complete garbage. Uh, we don't really know, do we? So, uh, I guess we'll just wait and see. Now, uh, we have the Snyder Cut. Do you wonder if there's a special uh, cut of Suicide Squad, say, an Heirs Cut? Short answer? Yes. For the long answer, we go to director David Ayers and his Twitter, which reads, quote, Of course it exists, and it is almost complete except for some visual effects, unquote. Should such a cut ever see the live day, Ayers has confirmed that there are hours of footage of Leto as Joker, Leto as Joker, and a larger role for Harley Quinn, just with a stronger connection to Justice League. So, here's the question. Now, we have the Justice League director's cut. Do you want to see the heirs cut of Suicide Squad as well? Or do you think the the Justice League cut is, is fine, that's enough, let's leave it at that, and, you know, counter lucky stars? Lucifer, season six, has retained the services of its star, Tom Ellis. Now, uh, there's nothing left to do but start writing and get rolling. However, Lucifer the comic has been canceled. March's Lucifer issue number 18 will be the final issue. But don't fear, issues number 19 to 24 are going to be combined and released as a graphic novel. There's no date on when that graphic novel will be out. DC Comics has also announced that Catwoman will be getting a new creative team with September's issue number 25. The new team will be writer Ram Ram V and artist Fernando Blanco. V previously guested on Catwoman's issue 14 and 15, and we'll get to see a preview of their style in the upcoming Catwoman 80th anniversary 100-page Super Spectacular, which is being released this week. Now, The Hollywood Reporter notes that Bane masks have apparently become a hot commodity amid the pandemic. I didn't know who I was until I put on the mask. With the requirements that people wear masks, uh, adult, adult Bane masks have been selling out at a number of costume sites. Now, the masks are not really approved for wear during a pandemic. They're, they're just not. But... Uh, if you want a Bane mask that you can use, uh, you go on Etsy. Etsy makers have been producing cloth versions with most costing around $20. So, uh, you know, wear the mask of your choice. Anyway, let's go on to the Marvel news. Marvel's Iron Man virtual reality demo from developer Camouflage is now available. The full game won't be released until July 3rd, but you can get the demo now from the PlayStation Network. Now, available in the demo is the Malibu tutorial mission, the interactive Stark Jet cinematic starring Tony, Friday, and Pepper Potts, Out of the Blue Stark Jet gameplay mission, the Flight Challenge optional mission, and the Advanced Combat Challenge optional mission. In addition to the demo, Sony announced a new PlayStation VR bundle with the Iron Man game on Blu-ray disc, a PlayStation VR headset, 
the PlayStation camera, two PlayStation movie con- movie- Move controllers, and a PSVR demo disc, available for pre-order for the low, low price of $349.99. Now, there is some weird news, and, and this I, I just kind of strikes me as weird. Uh, Sony Pictures has hired writer Mark Guggenheim to write the script for a movie based on the crime-fighting character Jackpot. Yep, Jackpot, that... That... Okay, who the hell is Jackpot? She apparently is a character in the orbit of Spider-Man, and according to Deadline, uh, quote, Jackpot is a superheroine with exceptional strength, and her history in the comics is a complicated one. The first incarnation was Sarah Erhart, Errett, a scientist who, while pregnant, do, was doing gene therapy research and got exposed to Lot 777, a virus that rewrote the DNA in her cells. Her baby is born healthy, but she realizes in addition to being a new mom, she has superhuman strength after she is forced to save her family. Eventually, she tired of the crime-fighting burden and handed the suit to Alana J- 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 Jobson, an ambitious pal who takes over the crime, the character, but must ingest a mutant growth hormone to live up to Jackpot's superhuman abilities. Now, long story short, she got killed well, while teaming with Spider-Man to track down the villain Menace, and, you know, her death caused a guilt-ridden error to return to the job, keeping her identity secret as she wants to raise a family while fighting crime, unquote. Now, Sony wants to make her into a movie. So, here's the question, folks. Will will you go see this movie? And who should play Jackpot? Marvel is re-releasing Avengers and Iron Man 3 into theaters, but not here. Sorry. The two MCU movies are being released into theaters in Hong Kong in order to entice people back to the theater. The movies will be in theaters there from now until June 10th. The Hollywood Reporter believes that more Marvel movies could be re-released in coming months. Would Now, here's a question. Would it be a good idea for Disney to do the same for theaters in the United States and Europe? You know, nothing would get that butt back into the seat than, say, oh, a new Marvel movie every other week. Start start from start from the beginning and you know, just run them in order. X Men star Nicholas Holt wants to another turn at playing Beast if X Men is rebooted for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He told Variety, "Quote that was a fun evolution, and there's something that I've always always looking for is how a character changes, and I think there's a lot more to explore with that character. So I'd be interested to know where they see it going next." Unquote. Now it's unknown when or if such a reboot for the X-Men will occur, but you know when it does, we'll let you know. Now let's go on to the geek news. Boom Studios has announced a new Mega Man comic book series called Mega Man Fully Charged, based on the animated series of the same name. The six-issue series is a partnership with Wild Brain Limited and Dentsu Entertainment USA, and will be written by Mega Man TV writers A.J. Marchesello and Marcus Reinhardt, 
and will be drawn by Stefano Simone. Here's how Boom Studios describes the series, quote, After Mega Man's father, Dr. Light, is kidnapped, a shocking truth rocks Mega Man's world, as it seems the robot masters know more about his secret history than he does. But as Dr. Wily's machinations trigger Mega Man's forgotten memories of the brutal human robot war, our hero is left to question just who he is and if he can trust anything or anyone, including the man he calls father. Unquote. Oh, that kind of sounds interesting. Master of the Universe Revelation showrunner Kevin Smith, in an interview with IMDb, has confirmed that the show is a sequel to the original 1980s animated series, saying, quote, It's not like every other thing you know about the character, what characters is BS or whatever. We honor what went before. Our first episode is designed to feel like the next episode, if they kept going in that classic run. Unquote. Now, there's still no release date for that new series. Deadpool creator and Image Comics co-founder Rob Liefeld has never been short of words, and now he has a new podcast in which he talks about comics. The podcast is called Robservations with Rob Liefeld, <laughs> and is available now wherever you get com- wherever you get podcasts. And, uh, you know, if, if you start listening to it, you know, send him an email and tell him that I sent you there. Maybe we can get him as a guest on our podcast. The Sonic the Hedgehog movie went from being a joke when the first trailer was released to being a pretty well-received movie. So much so that the Hollywood Reporter now confirms that Paramount has greenlit the sequel with Jeff Fowler returning to direct and Pat Casey and Josh Miller returning to write. You know, I, I hope that the sequel has, uh, you know, tails, you know, miles per hour in it, you know. Maybe, maybe you know, they instead of going to Earth, they go to the, you know, the dimension that Sonic's from instead, you know. Which is kind of an old trope, but, eh, it works. Anyway. That, now that brings us to the end of the comic book news. Now, uh, be sure to uh, check us out on our social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if uh, you're in a giving mood and you'd like to contribute some money, please uh, visit mtpodcast.com to go to the uh, coffee, Patreon, or Glow.fm links, or just hit the support the support me link at the top of the page, and be sure to visit MultiverseTonight.com to check out our affiliate marketplace links. The link to the T Public store. You know, I have some uh, masks in the store that you can order, and uh, so much more. Now, uh, if you're a subscriber, be sure to hit that subscribe button and. Uh, while while you're at it, share us with your friends. And if you'd like to leave us with some feedback, feel free to do that as well. You know, I would love to read your feedback on a future episode. Now, special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Now, thanks for watching the comic book edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in two weeks with a brand new sci-fi and comic book edition. Now please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night.
Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.